Welcome to the Hipster Mama Speaks. I'm Thea Teresa English. And tonight's episode is dealing with determining the early signs of autism and toddlers. The inspiration behind this episode is my, my, my longtime childhood friend. Her oldest daughter has a moderate form of, of autism. And, and she discussed with me some of the struggles that she deals with, everything from from the struggles with getting her daughter to eat certain foods. But because of her, her daughter's autism, she might have a sensitivity to certain types of foods and other, other types of behaviors that are associated with autism. And this inspired me to help other moms out there, especially moms of toddlers who are, who are starting to see some, some of the developmental delays and they're not sure what to make of those. And they're wondering if, 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 this, if these symptoms still fall within normal child development or should they be concerned that their toddlers might have the early signs of autism and so that is what tonight's episode is going to be about and so so for, so really for the most part i'm going to discuss mostly the symptoms of our potential warning signs of autism and then we're going to to other issues surrounding that and right near the end of the podcast Sorry, near the end of tonight's episode. So if your child struggles to communicate or make eye contact with you or others around him on a regular basis, so in other words, this is not the occasional times when he might be shy in front of strangers or he might not respond to you right away occasionally. We're not talking about that. That that might not really fall within the, the, the autism spectrum, um, the disorder category. But if this is something that your child does a lot, if, if he's struggling to, to tell you what he wants or if he's or if he, if he won't make eye contact repeatedly, or if he doesn't respond to, 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 if he doesn't respond when you call his name, or even if you're giving him different, give him, give him simple instructions and he struggles to follow them very frequently, then there's a chance that this could be an early sign of, of autism. And, and, and this may not be the case with, with every child, because I, as I mentioned, some of these things may happen occasionally and not frequently. But if you find that your child is, is doing this on a regular basis, in other words, if it's happening a little too frequent than, than usual, then there's a chance that he, he could have autism. In addition to this, um, many, many kids with autism, especially in the early, signs of, early stages of autism, if they're more interested in playing by themselves than with other kids, so in other words, if they're not really interested at all in, in building social skills, they're not the, they're not really into so, any kind of socialization. If they rather spend a good majority of their time alone on a regular basis, and this is, and, it, and if this is very common with your child, uh, that they could have that, that this could be an early sign of autism. Now there are some kids who are just naturally shy. There's some some kids who are introverts, but this doesn't always mean that they have autism. And 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 right right and, and later on in the podcast, I'm going to talk about how a lot of times many doctors misdiagnose children with autism. So in other words, they'll say that they have autism when when really the, the child just might not have that. It might it just might be part of their personality, but that doesn't always equal autism. So that's another thing that you want to look out for as well. Because there maybe there have been cases where children have been misdiagnosed just for the smallest of symptoms, when really they were developing normally, but instead for, for whatever reason the doctors has decided to diagnose 
certain children with autism when that should not have happened. And so we have those situations. So you do want to keep that in mind when you're looking out for the early signs of autism in your toddler. So I'm going to continue with, with some more symptoms. So if your child has trouble understanding their own emotions or the emotions of other people or, or they struggle to respond to other people's emotions as far as un really understanding it on a regular basis, then this could be a sign, an early sign that that it might be somewhere on an ultra, a spectrum range. So, so that's, that's an early sign of it as well. If they don't really understand your emotions or you might be smiling with them, laughing with them, and they don't really respond at all or they just seem very nonchalant about it, or is it, or, or we're not getting any kind of response. I mean, no response at all, really. And, and no, not, not, a, not any real emotional response from your child back. But for example, if you're hugging them or, or, or giving them a kiss, or, or, or the grandparents come over and they play with them and they, res and they don't really respond to it like, like in a normal way, this could be a sign of of autism. So you want to look out for that as well. See if that is happening with your child on a regular basis. In addition to this, many kids with autism like to repeat certain words and phrases over and over and over. Uh, they, they, it's not as to say those with, who don't have autism won't do this occasionally, especially they have certain some words that they like, certain phrases that, that have become their favorite <laughs> catchphrases that that can happen among children who are developing normally. So, so once again, it, it's, that's something you want to think about as well. But many times, children with autism will tend to repeat certain words and phrases, and, and they'll be usually those same words, and they won't move on to other types, other different kinds of words and phrases. They'll just they'll stick to those those same ones over and over. So if this is happening a lot with your child, then this could mean that there's something's not something might not be right as far as the development and and just it is it, really important to take note to record all these things meaning just just take note of, of of what's happening with your child and some of the delays that might be happening and if you notice any abnormalities in the child's behavior demeanor if you notice if, if they're not quite meeting their developmental milestones within the normal range then that then if if you see that this is happening, then it, would, it might be best to bring your child to a pediatrician, to his pediatrician, so that your child can have a proper diagnosis and so that you'll find out what is going on. Another thing that that happens among kids with autism, as far as the early signs of autism, is that they will they might have major meltdowns and even they may even exhibit aggression at the slightest change in routines. That is. Uh, but based on research and stories from different parents who whose children have autism or who have who fall within the autism spectrum um, disorder uh, who fall within that category uh, but meltdowns are very common among among those with autism but not for the same reasons as we all might think many times it could be the slightest of things and and, and, and for example I, I just mentioned just a change in routine that could set someone with autism up. it could it could really mess them it could just it will cause it will cause quite a big meltdown many times. So if you see this happen a lot with, with your toddler, and, and 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 along with any of the other symptoms that I mentioned before that, then this this might be a time to bring your child to the pediatrician just to get a proper diagnosis to see what exactly is going on with with that and why is, why why you know what's going on behind the major meltdowns over the slightest 
changes. And that's because many kids with autism, they like routine. They thrive on routine. And and, 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 and even kids who develop normally, they many of them, they especially in the toddler years, they, they are when they get used to their routine and you once you set a routine for them and it's and it's a part of their lives, that's what they, they, they just get used to it and they stick to, to that routine. Well, this is especially the case. Um, this is this is even more with kids with autism. They they do they want things to be done a certain way. They like to play with their toys a certain way, and anything that that deviates from that many times will cause a major tantrum. It, it could it could really cause meltdowns. So that's another thing to look out for if you're trying to see if your child has autism or not. If there's any early signs of that happening. In addition to this, self-harm is also common among kids with, with early signs of autism. Many times, parents, have, parents of those with autism have reported about their kids banging their head against the wall, banging on the table, uh, all-out aggression, just, just some kind, some form of self-harm that, that takes place. And many times this is out of, out of frustration because, of the, because trying to process their emotions is very difficult for those with autism. And so as a result, we, we see these, there's instances where they would, they would harm themselves or just explode, have meltdowns, or, 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 or at times even, even resort to aggression against their parents or caregivers or even their siblings. So these things, these things happen a, a, a lot of times among, among kids with autism. So if you see this, if you see constant, constant cases of self-harm with, with your toddler, just just for no reason or just out of frustration or they just when if they're banging their head on a wall a lot if they're either rolling on the floor if they if they throw things to the point where we're we're starting to where to injure other people if it's just all out aggression if it's more than more than the usual more than a, if it, if it goes beyond if it's aggression is beyond the normal temper tantrums that many toddlers have that. Then this might then this might be something you want to talk to your your child's pediatrician about. In, in addition to this, if your child is, is struggling with simple gestures such as waving bye bye to people that he knows or strangers, pointing or even reaching for items, if this is something that he is not really doing a lot, uh, and he's especially when he's between the ages of one and, and three years old. If you if you if you don't see a lot of that happening with your child, then this might be a reason to to visit his, his pediatrician to see if if you can get evaluated for for early stages of autism. In addition, uh, the those with autism might also answer questions in in unusual ways. And in, in other words, they'll give answers that have nothing to do with the questions that you ask. So that can happen among those with early signs of autism. Now, even those, now, back to what I mentioned at the, at the top of the episode, even children who develop normally, every once in a while, they may answer questions like that. But, but, but for those with autism, if, if, if this is happening on a very, on a, just on a frequent basis, over and over and over, and, and you're seeing a pattern of this, as well as the other symptoms that I mentioned, if you're seeing a pattern of it, then this might be time to, to have your child evaluated just to see what, what's happening and determine whether he has the early signs of autism or not. As I mentioned, avoidance of physical contact. They're, they're not really the touchy-feely type. And, and even some kids who develop normally might not be that way. It's just part of their personality. But those with autism especially, it's heightened as far as the, as far as the avoidance of physical contact. It's not, a, it's, it's not something that they embrace a whole lot. It's not, it's, it's just not something, it's not, 
it's difficult for him to, to, to have a ton of physical contact or just all directed at them. It, it can make him nervous or in some cases might even cause meltdowns. So if you're seeing this on a frequent basis, this could be a sign of, of really autism. In addition to this, those with autism also experience unusual sleeping patterns, unusual eating preferences. It could be they could be sensitive to certain types of foods, and that was the case with my friend. Her oldest daughter has autism, and she mentioned that that there's certain foods her daughter might not like. Her daughter, her daughter might not eat eat, eat foods that are prepared a certain way. They have to be prepared um, another type of way. So 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 little kids with autism can be very picky eaters and that and, and it could be due to a lot of different factors and this and these are the reasons why you, you want to talk with your child's pediatrician about that now if you sense that your that your child is experiencing a lot of these symptoms and it's a pattern or if your child is experiencing all of these uh, on a regular basis and in addition to this, in, in addition to this, if your child is not meeting certain developmental milestones by a certain age, because a lot of that that, that that's uh, that's also is used by pediatricians as well as psychologists, occupational therapists, and speech therapists, and also also behavioral specialists, uh, is, along with your pediatrician, they all they they're all involved in and diagnosing and determining whether your child really has autism or not and, and and so if you sense that this could happen that, that this might be happening with your child if you feel that maybe maybe that that's what's going on you want to visit your pediatrician and often he he will refer you to different specialists where some tests can be run and and, and, and a, a major part of diagnosing autism is observing your child's behavior so when you first visit the pediatrician he he, he will act he, he will also ask you a, a few questions about your child's development. In other words, is is, is she babbling words at, at this age? Is she running and climbing? Is is, is she forming sentences now? Little short, simple sentences. Is is she understanding certain words? How is how is it, how is she with, with how is he or she with with, with physical contact? Or and what what are what are your child's social skills like? Are they playing with others? How well are they interacting? Are they responding to your instructions? Those kinds of questions the pediatrician will ask as far as trying to determine whether your child might have autism or not. Now, if now if there's a, there's now if your pediatrician feels that there could be more to this, or that, that there's a chance that autism could be could be the the root of this, then more then more than likely he will, your, your your child will be subject to variety of different tests from like I mentioned from occupational therapists, speech therapists. A psychologist, and and, and sometimes sometimes even a behavioral specialist, who who all who all work together to determine the, the diagnosis. Now, I also want to mention. I also want to talk about something I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, and I just want to say that it should also be noted that a child can be misdiagnosed as autistic. Even if he display, even if he displays certain behaviors that are similar to to this condition, and the reason this happens, because it's because autism involves a wide range of symptoms. Because when we think about autism, many times people will refer to it as as autism spectrum disorder. So in other words, a person can have a very mild form of autism, 
a person can be in a moderate uh, along the, within a moderate range of autism or it could go to severe so it it, it involves a wide range of symptoms it involves so so it's, so so autism when it's diagnosed it's not as it, it you have a list of symptoms a list of symptoms and then they tell you your child has autism and based on this clear-cut list it, it, a lot of times autism is is very difficult to diagnose and for the and for and it's for these reasons that, that some kids are misdiagnosed and and when sometimes the doctor they, they all they might conclude that your child has autism when maybe that's not what he has it it, it might be just some occasional uh, occasional developmental delays, but that doesn't always mean that he's not developing normally. He could very well be developing normally, but based on different symptoms that you mentioned to the doctor, and and just based on what, what some of the specialists have seen with your child, in their minds, they 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 they'll just decide to diagnose your child as autistic. So in, in situations like this, you want to. This is why it's so important for parents to advocate for their child, especially when. When we, when we have situations like this, when they talk to their, their doctor uh, about their child's symptoms, about certain behavior issues, and and, and you just and you just want to you want to educate yourself on what, what what's involved in as far as what the the main symptoms of autism are and what is what is what are what are the common characteristics of of those with autism. Because there could be a case where your child could be misdiagnosed, because there have been cases like that that, that have happened. Now, now, if you just received the autism diagnosis from your from your doctor, from your child's doctor, I mean, from your child's doctor, there are many resources. For example, there, there's an organization called Autism Speaks. You can visit their website, and they have a variety of resources that they can help you understand the diagnosis that your, your child just received. And, and they offer everything from articles, the, the different PDF files that you can download where you can learn more about this condition and how you can best help your child. There are plenty of YouTube videos that from from parents themselves who, whose kids are autistic, who are autistic, and and they can and they can offer a variety of advice, um, different titles of books that you can read concerning that. Uh, and even online, like there, there are different Facebook groups that 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 that, will, that that where you can meet with other parents in your area who have kids with the same condition, and you can ask them questions. You can educate yourself, and and, and also also on Facebook, there are also groups with with, with people who are pediatricians and, and behavior specialists, and you can you and you and actually I think you could join some of those groups where you'll be able to ask questions and of course your pediatrician you'll be your child's pediatrician he'll have he'll have he'll different he'll answers for a lot of the questions you might have about your your child's diagnosis and what and what this what will mean now now that your child has autism, now that you found out that your child has autism and and, and also just want to note that an autism diagnosis it doesn't mean that that, that, that life just stops there for your child. That all that it, it's you know it, that there's, there been, there are people with autism who who have lived who are living a, a very fulfilled lives, very productive lives, and 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 they, and they manage to to do well. I, I'll just give an example with my my friend's daughter. She she has friends now and in school. She she she's just learning to do a lot of the different things independently. She's learning all the different life skills. She she she's actually she just learned to to to, to bathe by herself. Um, on her own, brushing the teeth on her own, and, and she's about seven or eight years old now, and 
and she's and she is doing well. Uh, even even her her feeding, even her eating habits have have gotten better. And so, so so your child can thrive. He can succeed. Don't 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 let society's views of, of those with with autism or any other type of developmental disability that your child might have. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that life is over for them it, it doesn't it, it they can they can make it and and with your encouragement the encouragement of, of all all your extended family members those in the community if, if you're if you're a member of a church the church members your pastor just just and, and, and your good friends they they they, they, can, they will all they can all rally around you to help you be there for to help you with anything that your child might might need and as the saying goes it takes a village to raise a child and and so when you have a strong village behind you and, and your spouse or if you're a single mother if it's just you raising raising a child alone when you have a whole village of extended family members community members your your child's pediatrician other doctors and just just a range a wide range of support behind you your child can thrive and grow and and be the person God wants him to be as he gets older. There have been stories of of, of kids who are diagnosed who are diagnosed as autistic, but now they, they have regular they have jobs, they have even some have even moved out on their own and they're and they are doing well. And so that's what I wanted to end this this show with. Really this is just a show to talk about mainly this some of the early warning signs of autism that that you might want to look out for if you do have concerns about this right now if you have a toddler that might that's exhibiting a lot of these symptoms or maybe two or three of them and you're concerned i just wanted to just dedicate this particular episode to that and to encourage all parents uh, of those who, who whose kids were just who were recently diagnosed with autism it's not over your child will will make it and and, and and also I will continue to be praying for for those who who are dealing with this because it can be a really it can be a, a huge struggle. And I, 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 a lot of times I would talk to my friend on the phone and she would sometimes she'll be on the phone just crying. She'll be on the phone crying about she'll be on the phone and she'll cry about the meltdowns that that her that that, the, that her daughter would have at times. She she would be frustrated at times with. With her daughter not wanting to eat certain foods, these are real life struggles that parents of those with autism face, and I believe as a society we need to be more sensitive to to this. We, a lot of times, and, and and which is so sad to me is that we as a society, we 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 have this stigma of those who who have certain disabilities, and that's especially and I, and we have seen that in the way people treat those with disabilities, and I just believe it's not right. It, it just isn't. And we, we need to we all need to do a better job of supporting parents supporting the parents of those with with different disabilities and not stigmatize them and criticize them and just and just shame them. We should not do that. That that's I don't we, we have we have no business doing that. And and with that said, I'm gonna close tonight's episode. Until next time, everyone have a blessed night.